America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to The Royal Treatment. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and I am your host today and, well, every week. We're here every week on Tuesdays with American Matters Media from 1 to 2 Pacific Standard Time with our show. We have an hour to talk about some things that I hope will be of interest to you because they are of interest to me. First of all, we'd like to thank our sponsors. We do have a couple of sponsors, and one of them is the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. Turtle Healing Band Clinic, or THB Clinic, is located here in Las Vegas, and you can find us by calling 702-562-1454. You can also reach the First Nation Medical Board here at this same location. First Nation Medical Board and the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic are under the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. Why? Well, we practice traditional medicine. At least that's what the federal government calls and it gave the Indians the right to regulate this type of practice, which, well, includes all things alternative. So we talk about holistic medicine. We talk about complementary medicine. When we talk about medical alternatives in general, we're talking about or referring to traditional medicine because this type of medicine was here long before all the other types came around, including homeopathy, allopathy which is our current conventional medical model. So it's very important that physicians, if they are practicing alternative medicine, that they are dual licensed with the First Nation Medical Board so that they can have protection against their state medical boards which regulate the practice of conventional medicine. For that purpose or for that reason, I have been dual licensed state in Nevada for 30 years. I am licensed with the Osteopathic Medical Board in the state of Nevada and well, up until last year, I was licensed with the homeopathic board, but the homeopathic board no longer exists. And so now I'm licensed with the First Nation Medical Board as a certified tribal healer because this medical board specializes in regulating those practitioners who use natural approaches and products for the treatment of their patients. Well, that's the long and short of it. So we got a few things we want to talk about today. First, we're going to be going over some obituaries, people who died last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. We find that very interesting because, well, people in the United States should be living to be about 78.7 years of age. Many people are not living to be that long. And... That means a woman who lives longer than a man should be living to be about 81 years of age, and a man about 76 years of age. Many people are not making it that far. So we're always curious as to what people are actually dying of. Now, most of you know, as a general rule, heart disease is number one, and cancer is the number two cause of death, although that is changing. And in some industrialized nations, cancer is actually the number one cause of death. And depending on how you manipulate the statistics, there are some doctors who say that medical mistakes, drug side effects are the actual number one cause of death. But as a general rule, we believe that it's at least the number three cause of death in the United States. So we're going to be talking about obituaries, people who died last week, and I think you should know about. 
And just as a kind of introduction to this review, we will not be looking at people who died from COVID-19 because the diagnosis is a very gray area since we don't have a lot of a official means of diagnosing if that's what patients really died of. And we'll be talking about that a little later in the program. We also want to talk about some we did not get to last week, but that's a discussion of pleomorphism versus monomorphism. That's the competing medical philosophy that was existing at the time of Louis Pasteur, who said the disease is on the outside, but his contemporary Antoine Bechamp said, no, the disease is on the inside. Both are right, but we're going to discuss more specifically what is polymorphism, and we also want to talk a little bit about a supplement, which we think is very valuable, called alpha-lipoic acid because it's so versatile. It's one that we use for our patients. And I'll explain why we do that and, and its importance in more detail a little later in the program. But let's get started. Here's a list of people. Now, we call these international celebrity notables who died just this last week, too young from diseases that, in our opinion, they shouldn't have had. We have Inokinetiv Samokvalov, Russian soccer player in Moscow, died at 22 years of age from heart failure. That one's a little unusual. would love to know more about that, what drugs she was taking and how that happened. But it is possible you can get a virus, the Coxsackie uh, virus or cytomegalovirus, can contribute to heart disease, cardiomyopathy and heart failure. Vesa Tornroos. Finnish Olympic sports shooter in 2016, died at 37 years of age from cancer. Eric Suniga, Guatemalan politician, at 44 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Dimas Mandikin, Indonesian politician, died at 45 years of age from a heart attack. Philippe Duarte, Portuguese actor, died at 46 years of age from a heart attack. Rudrati Singh. Indian businessman, CEO of BMW India, died at 46 years of age from a cardiac arrest. He was 46. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion about obituaries. We'll come back from the break. Stay with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, 
What is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. This overload. Shana Molasson here. Join us for the Nevada Radio Roundup, Fridays at 2 p.m. A good news variety show all about the local scene. The Nevada Roundup, Friday at 2. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and thank you, my friends, for sticking with us. We're now in the second quarter of our show, and before the break, we were reviewing obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Let's continue with our discussion. We have Sebastian Pariah, Argentine businessman, died at 48 years of age after suffering an illness for many months. Delphine Serena, French actress, died at 49 years of age from a long illness, probably cancer. Glida Huasanga, Peruvian lawyer and congressman, died at 51 years of age from pneumonia. Paul Haddad, English-born Canadian actor, died at 56 years of age from throat cancer. Franco Lauro, Italian sports journalist, died at 58 years of age from a heart attack. Jubair Ansari, Bangladeshi political leader, died at 59 years of age. Now, no cause of death was given, but... This was interesting during this so-called COVID-19 pandemic. 100,000 people showed up for his funeral and did not care about social distancing. Miguel Dianabal, Argentine Roman Catholic bishop, at 61 years of age from leukemia. Jimmy Webb, American clothing stylist and merchandiser, died at 62 years of age from cancer. Cy Rogers, American pastor, who was part of the ex-gay movement at 63 years of age from cancer. We have Hank Steinbrenner, American co-owner of the New York Yankees, died at 63 years of age from a long-standing illness. Farid Emir, Malaysian radio TV news anchor, died at 65 years of age from cancer. Siamak Shayegi, Iranian film director and producer, died at 66 years of age from cancer. Louis Ping Wei, Taiwanese politician, died at 67 years of age from oral cancer. Howard Finkel, American Hall of Fame professional wrestling ring announcer, died at 69 years of age after having a stroke back in 2019. Abdurrahim El Kaib, Libyan politician, died at 70 years of age from a heart attack. Paul Bavel, South African rugby union player for the national team, at 71 years of age from cancer. Carlos Donoso, Venezuelan comedian, singer, and screenwriter, at 72 years of age from lung cancer. Horatio Fantova, Argentine singer, actor, and comedian, at 73 years of age from cancer. Christophe, a French singer-songwriter, at 74 years of age from COPD congestive obstructive pulmonary disease. Alexander Vustin, Russian, or I should say Russian composer, died at 76 years of age from pneumonia. I almost said Ruski. No, it's Russian composer. Gary McSpadden, American gospel singer, pastor and television host, died at 77 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Ed Jensen, American attorney, died at 78 years of age from bile duct cancer. Lucien Spiro, French mathematician, died at 78 years of age from heart failure. Joseph Adler, American theater and film director, died at 79 years of age after a long illness. And finally, Ronan O'Reilly, Irish businessman, died at 78, I'm sorry, 79 years of age from vascular dementia. Remember, there's three different types of dementia. There's Alzheimer's, there's Lewy bodies, and vascular dementia. Well, that's the obituaries, or at least the 
obituaries for celebrity notables who died just this last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. And as I mentioned before the break, we did not include those who <clears throat> have allegedly died from COVID-19 because, well, the diagnosis is a little gray. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, here's a little something I wrote. This is just my personal summary in regards to the COVID-19. And the, one of the reasons I wrote this summary is because we are working on something we call a natural vaccine to the COVID-19 pandemic. The reason this is important is because once this is all over and we all come out from hiding, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, vaccine is coming. We know that over 70 companies, uh, maybe as many as 100 now, are rushing to make the vaccine. But a vaccine is not easy to make. In fact, it's not only it used to be fraught with risk, which is why many companies didn't want to do it. And it was difficult to make. Now, in the United States, the government has given the pharmaceutical companies a free pass or I should say a license to kill. Meaning if you receive a vaccine and you have side effects in the vaccine, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical company in the United States. They are immune to prosecution. Now, typically to produce a vaccine, it's going to take 12 to 18 months. It's not something that will be available tomorrow. But there are people saying that in the future, we won't be allowed to travel this time unless you can show proof that you've received either the vaccine or have developed natural antibodies. If you look back in time when we had the SARS epidemic or the SARS coronavirus, take one, there was an attempt to make a vaccine for that, but the vaccine did not work. Now, when you have an infection from SARS or, or COVID-19, which is SARS type 2, it causes what's called a cytokine storm. Cytokine storm happens when a virus enters your body and into the cell, and it sends an SOS signal saying help, and the body responds by sending cytokines to destroy the cell. In other words, you have an autoimmune type reaction, and this causes the respiratory symptoms that many people are seeing. In fact, there were a couple of physicians who recently had the respiratory symptoms from the COVID-19. And, well, I'll give you an example. Ryan Paget, an emergency room doctor in Washington State, began having symptoms in early March. He spent nearly two weeks on a ventilator and an ECMO machine, and he recovered after receiving IV infusions of the rheumatoid arthritis drug Actemra, not hydroxychloroquine, Actemra, which blocks the cytokine receptor, one of the several that soar in the COVID-19 cytokine storm. Another doctor, Jeff Brown in Richmond, Virginia, also recovered from a serious COVID-19 infection after several doses of Actimbra. And his story was reported in the Richmond Times-Dispatch. My point is that there are a couple of ways to treat the respiratory symptoms that we're seeing with this SARS coronavirus. One of them is by using a drug to block the cytokine storm, Actemra, which I just mentioned. Another is treating it as high-altitude sickness, which is what some physicians have observed. In other words, we have found that patients who have respiratory symptoms of COVID-19 appear to be hypoxic, meaning they have low oxygen. We mentioned this last week, and a treatment for that is a pulsing electromagnetic field. What's interesting about a pulsing electromagnetic field, such as the cell vital, which is what we use in our office, there are home units available. This is something that you can use at home. You don't need to be in the hospital for this. In fact, we've recently ordered the most powerful pulse electromagnetic field in the world called the Cell Vital Pulse. It's a chair. We expect to have it here this week to be the first clinic in the United States to use it. And we will use it for many conditions, but it was found, for example, to be virtually curative of bladder incontinence. The first study done the University of Rome showed it was 76% successful in eliminating bladder incontinence or an inability to hold your urine. A second study shows about 99% successful.
trying to get a hold of that second study, but that's what has been reported. Now it can help with other things. It can help to reduce your prostate. It can help to increase your sexual dis your sexual ability to perform. I was going to say sexual dysfunction, but that's what it actually treats. Lower extremity circulatory problems can also help with systemic issues such as sleep, depression, and so forth, because it's affecting your autonomic nervous system. As we mentioned before, it controls about 90% of what goes on in your body through your brain. The point is, a pulsing electromagnetic field has been found to be a treatment for hypoxia. Now we know that Actemra, a rheumatoid arthritis drug, can be used to treat the cytokine storm that may be caused by COVID-19. Anyway, let's just consider a few things. Let's assume that COVID-19 is a hoax. Some people believe that this may in fact be the case. If it is a hoax, then what purpose does it serve? The most likely assumption is that COVID-19 is a cover-up for cell death in humans caused by the government's use of 5G technology, which has never been used in the history of mankind. This is one theory, but let's explore it. Wuhan, China was the first city in the world to be completely immersed in 5G or 5 gigahertz technology. The Princess Cruise ship boasted of being the first such ship to be outfitted with 5G. Countries such as Italy and Spain installed it during the latter half of 2019. Satellites have now been launched into space with up to 20,000 such satellites being projected for the purpose of beaming 5G back to Earth and thus creating a microwave-like oven atmosphere on our planet. This effect is now irreversible. What is 5G? Well, it's a micrometer wave technology that is 10 times stronger than 4G. But the difference is that 5G can penetrate the skin and act as an antenna in the body, creating a positive feedback loop for electrosmog, whereas 4G just affected the skin on the surface. What does 5G do to humans? Well, 5G affects plants and animals as well as humans, but in humans, it has been proven to cause harmful effects ranging from flu-like illness to cancer. Second, if we assume that COVID-19 is a hoax and a cover-up, then all the governmental recommendations are nothing more than an exercise in futility. It would also mean that people are not dying from COVID-19, but from cell death caused by 5G or hypoxia, or, as we mentioned, cytokine storm. Let's continue this discussion after the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment, my friends, and we have another half hour to go, so stick with us. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang 
Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, my friends. Thank you for sticking with us. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. Remember, if you have a question, you can always contact me at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic by calling 702 562 1554 1554 or email us at thbclinics at gmail.com. That's thbclinics, plural, at gmail.com. Well, before the break, we were talking about COVID-19. Why not? Everybody else is talking about it. And we said that if it exists, it causes a twofold problem that results in respiratory symptoms, hypoxia and cytokine storm or the attacking of your cells like an autoimmune reaction. Before we continue with our discussion, I thought I would bring something to your attention. There is a country you may not know of, Balearic Islands. As of April the 10th, they are the first in Spain to report no COVID-19 deaths. And how did they do this? How did they accomplish this where everybody else seems to be failing or behind the curve? They did it with ozone. They treated the hypoxia by using an oxygen therapy. Now, this was done primarily at the Ibiza clinic. And they were the first such clinic to use it. On the island. Improvements were seen in patients after just two or three sessions. Now, the press release said the following many patients who are about to be intubated and connected to mechanical ventilation have, thanks to ozone therapy, not only avoided it, but improved the point of not requiring oxygen with just a few treatment sessions. Using ozone to disinfect and treat conditions, improved the body's intake and use of oxygen, and activating the immune system hopefully in a positive way. The therapy has already been trialed on coronavirus patients in Italy and China. At the Santa Maria della Misericordia University Hospital in Udine, 36 people with pneumonia and respiratory failure were administered ozone therapy. Only 3% required intubation compared to the usual 15%. Dr. DiMonte stated that using the Ozone infusion helped to strengthen patients' response to the effects of infection. There are also four clinical trials underway in China, and the provisional results have shown that ozone has been effective in treating and controlling the virus. But remember, effects could have been perhaps 100% successful, but you have to treat not only hypoxia, but consider the cytokine storm and interrupt the autoimmune reaction that may be taking place. We already mentioned that there's one drug, but there's probably there are other drugs that can be used, not just Actemra for rheumatoid arthritis, anything that can interrupt a cytokine storm. Well, let's continue our discussion about the pandemic vaccine. Now, some physicians have likened this vaccine sickness, respiratory illness, as I said previously, to high-altitude sickness that can be treated with acetazolamide, a prescription drug to counter hypoxia, not a ventilator for which one has an 85% chance of dying. That is not the treatment for this type of respiratory distress. 
Interestingly, as I previously mentioned, the pulse electromagnetic field is also treatment for hypoxia. There was a study that has been fast-tracked in Milan, Italy, to use the PMF. In fact, they're using the cell vital mat, which is available in the United States for home use as well as use in the clinic. A mat was used to treat a patient in the intensive care unit with respiratory symptoms from COVID-19. After using the PMF, the patient's severe respiratory symptoms were reduced to a cough, and he was reduced, or I should say, released from the ICU. So, if 5G represents harmful electrosmog, then the cell vital PMF represents the helpful electromagnetics that can be used to neutralize it. Well, third, if COVID-19 is not a hoax, but instead is a bioweapon, then it's proven to be no worse than the flu in terms of the number of deaths that is allegedly caused. The problem with the number of deaths is that we don't know if such deaths are caused by COVID-19 because inadequate testing has not been widely available to accurately assessed it as the actual cause of death. The United States only recently approved a serology test. In fact, this was done in early April 2020 for COVID-19. This means all prior testing being done for COVID-19 has been nonspecific. Such testing is done through nasal swabs. The problem with this type of testing is that there are four non-virulent strains of the coronavirus, 2-alpha and 2-beta, which we have known about for 60 years, but never previously tested for it. Such strains cause nothing more than common colds and flus in humans. Thus, if a non-virulent strain of coronavirus is present, one could have a false positive nasal swab for SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. So, for example, during the 2016 to 2017 influenza season, an autopsy series tested for respiratory viruses in specimens from 57 elderly persons who died. And the study found that the influenza viruses were detected in only 18% of the specimens, while other kinds of respiratory viruses, including coronaviruses, were found in 47% of those tested. Similarly, a positive nasal swab test for coronavirus does not necessarily mean that it is primarily responsible for a patient's demise. Patients have many comorbidities and if they're testing positive coronavirus, it could be a non-virulent strain. Nevertheless, many deaths are now being attributed to COVID-19 without specific laboratory diagnostic information that could be obtained from such things as PCR by quant testing or ELISA ACT testing. But even then, there will be false positives as well as false negatives. It's not 100%. Instead, governmental agencies such as the Center for Disease Control in the United States are telling patients and hospitals to presume that patients are dying from COVID-19 if they have symptoms such as a fever or cough or test positive for a nonspecific, non-virulent strain of coronavirus. Fourth, if COVID-19 is not a hoax, then government recommendations to wear a mask and social distance are nonsensical. This is because a mask does not protect against the virus since the viral particles are small enough to penetrate a mask. This was proven in a recent study done in Korea, which was published in April 6, 2020, in the Annals of Internal Medicine, the term social distancing is the current buzzword being used to keep humans apart from each other. Although the World Health Organization is recommending the term physical distancing now be used, interestingly, during the 2009 flu epidemic, World Health Organization described social distancing as keeping at least an arm's length distance from others, not six feet apart. Moreover, World Health Organization also stated in 2009 that the most feasible way to reduce or delay a pandemic is to combine the arm's length distance with good respiratory hygiene, meaning coughing into your elbow, and hand washing, not quarantining humans whereby they are only allowed to leave their homes for essential services. Another problem associated with social distancing and government lockdown is that the scientific theory of herd immunity becomes an improbability. Herd immunity is a type of indirect protection that is achieved when a significant percentage, let's say 70% or more of the population, becomes immune to an infectious disease. However, such indirect immunity requires the population be exposed to the disease. Thus, a government lockdown and quarantine defeats the purpose of herd immunity. Perhaps this is intentional so that a vaccine can be promoted as the only other alternative means of achieving herd immunity. Fifth, if COVID-19 is not a hoax, then a vaccine 
is the only means by which humans can be protected from it or not. The problem with creating a vaccine here is that COVID-19 is claimed to be a synthetic man-made bioweapon and not a naturally occurring virus found in nature. That's if you believe that it didn't originate from a bat in a fish market in China. In fact, COVID-19 is also known as SARS-CoV-2 type 2, and is stated to have an HIV component as part of its genetic code. Recently, Luc Montagnier, who was the discoverer of HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, said that upon analyzing the virus of COVID-19, it has elements of HIV in it, which could only have been put there by man. In other words, it's a synthetic or artificial, not a naturally occurring virus. Nevertheless, HIV drugs have not been found to work for COVID-19. Moreover, if HIV is, in fact, a component of COVID-19, then we've had 40 years to develop a vaccine against HIV and have failed to do so. However, there are other problems associated with vaccines. A Canadian study showed the effectiveness of the flu vaccine was only 42% effective against the dominant strain of infection, and that subsequent injections resulted in lower vaccine effectiveness. And that serial vaccines, in in other words, given two years in a row, showed reduced protection as well. More recently, the CDC reported that the 2019 flu vaccine in the United States was only 29% effective. Well, consider also the fact that polio vaccinations have resulted in a new vaccine-resistant strain in 29 countries that now require yet another polio vaccine to combat this man-made polio virus. Additionally, the FDA has admitted, this was in 2019, that the MMR vaccine is often contaminated with serious disease-causing viruses that are tumorigenic, meaning that they could cause cancer. Therefore, even as the medical establishment continues to insist that all vaccines are safe and effective, these findings reiterate the fact that vaccinology, at least as we currently know it, is a total hoax. There isn't a single jab out there that has been properly safety tested against a true inert placebo, and we now know that many of them are contaminated with disease-causing viruses. Well, whether COVID-19 is a hoax or not, a vaccine is most likely going to be forced upon us all. According to Bill Gates, the world's leading vaccine czar at the moment, there are 7 billion people on this planet who now need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Interestingly, he mentions nothing, but what happened to the other 5 million, or I should say 500 million people on the planet? I'm Dr. Dan Roy, you're listening to The World Treatment. We'll finish our discussion after the break. Stay with us. Would you like to increase your vitality? Disease develops within your body when the metabolic vitality of your cells is altered. Well, now there is a patented device that improves cell metabolism called Cell Vital. Cell Vital has been used for years by successful athletes to prepare for competition and improve performance. This is because Cell Vital increases blood and oxygen to your cells. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your Cell Vital today. Cell Vital can help with cell regeneration after an activity by reducing stress, as well as be used for treating bruises, sprains, and muscle aches and pains. Cell Vital has also been shown to be beneficial for digestion, PMS, and smoking cessation. Get lucky with your healthy call, 702-444-5825. Accessories are available to help with specific body parts, such as the eyes, ears, and teeth. Animals, too, can benefit from cell vitamin for bone, joint, and circulation disorders. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your cell vital. That number again is 702-444-5825. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. 
To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. Getting to know you. Let me tell you about America Matters with Eddie Floyd. It comes on every Monday at noon. Don't want you to miss it. That's America Matters with Eddie Floyd. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back in the show, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment with Dr. Dan Royal. Remember, you can always reach me here at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic in Las Vegas, but call 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454, or you can email me at thbclinics at gmail.com. THB stands for Turtle Healing Bank Clinics, plural, at gmail.com. For the break, we were coming to a conclusion about our discussion on COVID-19, and we said that Mr. Gates is now recommending that 7 billion people on this planet need to be vaccinated against COVID-19, but there are at least 7.5 billion people on the planet, maybe 7.8 billion, and the question is raised, what about the other 500 million people? Don't we all need to be vaccinated? Well, I guess that's a discussion for another time. However, during a TED Talk interview, Mr. Gates stated that only those who have a certificate that they have either recovered from the coronavirus or have been vaccinated will be allowed to travel. Oddly, this portion of the interview was later removed from the Gates TED Talk. If COVID-19 is a hoax, then there is no possibility of anyone having antibodies to it showing they have recovered. Thus, Everyone who wishes to travel and possibly conduct business, do banking, purchase food, etc., will be forced into getting a vaccine. The first RNA vaccine for humans, one that has never been tested for its safety or efficacy, and one that will likely come with its own set of contaminants or adjuvants. Regardless, according to Gates, there is an alternative to the vaccine. How can one demonstrate antibodies to a non-existent virus? Again, we're just theorizing here. There is a methodology by which this can be done using a patient's own blood, harvesting the patient's dendritic cells from the blood, exposing those dendritic cells to a coronavirus protein, and then reintroducing the now sensitized autologous cells back into the patient. Follow-up testing will reveal whether this natural vaccine approach is successful. Such a clinical study is now being conducted in the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. In fact, we sent a proposal today to the Navajo Nation for their consideration. They have some of their tribal members who are dying from the effects of COVID-19. The point is that it is possible for someone to develop antibodies to the virus. If you have been infected and you recover, you will have antibodies. But let's say you haven't been infected and you would like to have antibodies, but you don't want the vaccine with all the potential side effects that go along with such things. There is a protocol by which this can be done. As I mentioned, it requires the donation of your blood or a blood draw. It could be as little as 100 millimeters or cc's. Now, if you go to the Red Cross and you donate your blood, that's 450 cc's. The more blood, the better. Probably there's a certain amount of blood we need to obtain those dendritic cells. The process takes about three days, after which the dendritic cells that have been exposed to antigen and created antibodies are returned to the patient by 
intravenous infusion or IV, we call that an IV push. We can then check the blood to see if those antibodies have taken. It'll take about three weeks. So the whole process from beginning to end, let's say about a month, but you will have natural protection. You will have achieved it autologously using your own blood and without any side effects. And if successful, you will be able to demonstrate you have recovered and you will be able to travel. How about that? Well, we can talk more about that later as this study progresses. We're just getting started, but it's not something that is unheard of. There are over 300 studies using dendritic cells to create vaccines for various types of cancer, such as prostate, melanoma, and so forth. And those, some of those studies have been published, and some of them are currently underway. So what I'm talking about is not unheard of. In fact, it's being used already for other conditions. Well, as I stated, there's a number of things that we would like to talk about and probably won't get to everything today, but maybe we can talk a little bit about something that you can do to be a little healthier, and that's take alpha lipoic acid. We use that regularly for our patients. It's a very powerful antioxidant. In the past, we used a product that was both an antioxidant as well as an adaptogen. We like the adaptogen because it helps the body to produce its own antioxidants, of, of which you have three that you produce, superoxide dismutase, catalase, and glutathione. But let's talk about alpha lipocas because it's actually quite versatile. Now, how can one nutritional supplement promise so much? Alpha-lipoic acid is nature's way of coordinating a multitude of biochemical jobs into one neat compound. Some of the most impressive science in the field of nutrition and health stand behind this remarkable substance, and more people need to know about it and use it. Lester Packer, a PhD antioxidant guru from the University of California, Berkeley, studied alpha-lipoic acid extensively and marveled at how it is the most versatile and powerful antioxidant in the entire antioxidant defense network. In other words, it's the antioxidant of antioxidants. Alpha lipoic acid was first discovered in 1951, first thought to be a B vitamin. It was determined not to be because our bodies synthesize it, and vitamins, of course, are essential because we don't make them. The name lipoic comes from the Greek word for fat. Interestingly, alpha lipoic acid's chemical structure is a saturated fatty acid that has an unusual ring structure connecting two sulfur atoms at one end of the molecule, only alpha lipoic acid penetrates both water and fat soluble parts of cells. Ahead of our time, back in 1987, before today's antioxidant knowledge was so widespread, alpha lipoic acid was introduced into the marketplace as Thiox with the company that we work with. It's also known as Thiotic Acid with another company from whom we obtain alpha lipoic acid in 1990. A noted nutritional authority, Sheldon Saul Hindler, MD, at the University of California, San Diego, confirmed that thioctic acid, or alpha lipoic acid, could become the next metavitamin superstar, following in the path of L-carnitine and coenzyme Q10. Dr. Hindler has since been verified as a biochemical prophet. Furthermore, the world's leading antioxidant researcher, Dr. Packer, outlined in the Antioxidant Miracle Book, how alpha lipoic acid is the linchpin of the vital glutathione system that our bodies produce, as well as the coenzymes, CoQ10 and vitamin C and E. Even though a healthy body can make its own alpha lipoic acid, scientists now know that most modern Americans have barely enough on hand for minimal metabolic processes. To have enough for all the body's optimal needs, in this day and age, one needs to supplement the diet. Foods known to have small amounts of alpha lipoic acid include such things as potatoes, spinach, and red meat. Sorry if you're a vegetarian, but potatoes and spinach work as well. Scientists have known for more than 40 years that alpha lipoic acid is a vital part of cell energy and oxidation control. It's known to be a key part of the Krebs cycle, which serves to convert blood sugar into cell energy. Dr. Jim Clark had this to say about alpha lipoic acid. The body needs to burn blood sugar to produce energy, but instead of using high temperatures like we have in fire, the body has special biological catalysts called 
enzymes, which extract the energy from sugars and fatty acids at normal body temperatures. Catalysts are atoms or molecules that facilitate reactions that either, as in the body, would not occur to any significant degree without their help, or, in the case of chemical plant productions, need to be sped up to be commercially feasible. Catalysts are not consumed in these reactions, and a small amount can facilitate many reaction cycles. Enzymes, such as catalysts, are not consumed in the process. They are present to facilitate the process along the way. In essence, the multi-enzyme complex involving alpha-lipoic acid is breaking down the molecules produced in the earlier metabolism, pyruvate, and a slightly smaller molecule called acetylcoenzyme. This process results in molecules that can enter into a series of reactions called the citric acid cycle or Krebs cycle, which finishes the conversion of food into energy. Sugars and fats are first partially oxidized in the body by other enzymes that combine them with oxygen that we have respired through our lungs. These products, such as pyruvate, must then be acted upon by alpha-lipoic enzyme complex in order to process and to continue the citric acid cycle. A shortage of alpha-lipoic acid would be critical bottleneck, slowing down the energy production process. Alpha-lipoic acid is involved in what we call decarboxylation, which simply means that it cleaves off carbon dioxide. In the process, excess energy is liberated, which the body captures as ATP, your basic energy molecule, and then uses that to provide energy for muscle contraction. The carbon dioxide is then expired in our breath, and the energy is used for body functions, including everything from thinking to exercising. So, we're converting food into carbon dioxide, water, and energy. Well, we'll finish this discussion about lipoic acid next week when we have another episode of the Royal Treatment. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to our discussion today on COVID-19. And there are some problems to consider with the virus and the restrictions, but there also are some solutions. And they vary depending on whether you are treating an active infection or simply trying to prevent an infection, as well as getting an natural antibody, which we can now provide. The problem with past vaccinations, like for SARS type 1, is that it actually caused a cytokine storm. That was one of the side effects, and that's why it does not exist today. Well, my friends, we'll be back again next week for another treatment of the Royal Treatment. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and until then, may you all be well.